Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And I am so excited to have my girlfriend, Jody Harvilla, on. Um, you'll meet her in a minute. She's been on the show before. So, first, a couple of announcements. Make sure that if you haven't grabbed the meditative journey on my website, it is a 20-minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides. So you go to mysticmanta.com. It's at the top of the homepage. Enter your email address, and you will be able to download that meditative journey. Also, the galactic retreat that I'm hosting here in Hawaii on the Big Island is September 14th to the 17th. Um, early bird pricing ends this Friday. So March 31st is the end of early bird pricing. So sign up. All you need is a small deposit to reserve your spot and it saves you $300. Also, if you are visiting Hawaii, come on one of my big island UFO tours. You will not be disappointed. Okay. So without further ado, bring it on, Jody. Hello. Hello. Let me uh, share information about you for those who don't know you and I love Ruby's tail in the background. <laughs> I was gonna say like oh really? Yeah. Just <laughs> has to make a presence known. So Jody Harvela is a forward thinking, spirit loving, space clearing, psychic teacher and coach. She is also the founder of the Spirit School. Walking through her own spirit journey, she went from a fear-based woman to a spiritually fearless entrepreneur. She loves teaching others how to connect with spirit and also how to experience spirit in the sacred everyday moments of life. She teaches through experience with each and every class offered people who participate, walk away with their own very real experience with spirit and a fresh perspective regarding the next step on their personal journey here on earth. Walking with spirit every day of her life has opened so many doors and opportunities and experiences that she is grateful for every day. And the best reward is grabbing another person's hand and saying, come along for the ride, my friend. Yes. You are such a beautiful representation of that. Like you really, you are everyone's like friend and saying, come on, let's go do this. Let's go, let's go, come on. Yes. <laughs> I'm a pusher. I was yep. I'm a good pusher. You're a pusher. You're a cheerleader too, though. You're yeah. Yes. So you've been my cheerleader for the last year or two. And I just, I appreciate you so much. What well, makes it more fun if you can, what's so funny is I used to be a cheerleader in high school and I hated it. And now, and I'm just laughing and, I, and then I like dance line. But yep. now, you know, I, I think women supporting women is a big deal in the world and it always has been a big deal, but I've been on the other side when it's not been that. And so I, I do really have that as something that is important to me is like, I see someone that just needs a little push and mm -hmm. just like a little encouragement because I like that. Like who doesn't like that? Like, right. yeah, you can do this. Let's go. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I do like to be the cheerleader. Yeah. Well, and um, we have similarities there. I was cheerleader in middle school and then I was dance team high school. <laughs> so. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. I miss dance line. It was so fun. Yeah. So, okay. You have so many cool things that you do. Um, first though, just for anyone who didn't watch the last show that you were on, if you can just give a very brief back background on like how you grew up and like how you actually sure. became a psychic medium. How'd you get into this? Yeah. 
definitely didn't think this is what I'd be doing ever, ever, ever. Um, I'm in Fargo, North Dakota. I grew up here, um, born and raised. And, you know, I was really shy as a kid, which really cracks people up because I'm not. Yes, <laughs> I'm not any longer. Um, but I was really shy in high school and different things like that. And um, I didn't know that I was intuitive. I didn't know that I could do some of the stuff that I can do. And when I was pregnant with, I think it was my youngest, I think it was my youngest, I had my first reading ever. And I've always been very intrigued. Also thought it was super cool. I never was a non-believer or skeptic. I just thought it was really cool. And the the psychic that was giving me the reading, she goes, oh, isn't this interesting? You're going to be doing what I'm doing in like 10 years. And I was like, mm, okay, crazy lady. Like, no, no, I'm not. And um, sure enough, 10 years later, I remember texting her and I was like, this is all your fault. You did this. And she's just like, I take full credit. Um, so I, I consider myself more of a developed psychic medium because I didn't have the child. I had some stuff go on as a kid and I was like, I was really emotionally sensitive and I knew when people were lying to me or bullshitting me. And I could always tell in high school when people would be going out, I'm like, mm, that's a bad match. Like they, they should not be dating, you know? So people hated introducing me to their boyfriends. But um, when I when I got into having little kids, like our friendships all change when that happens and all that kind of stuff. And so I started in this book club and we were studying The Course of Miracles. And I couldn't tell you what that book is about. Like, it's a beautiful book. Everyone loves the book, but I'm like, I don't get it. Doesn't I doesn't under, I don't understand it. And my husband was like, if, if they give you some Kool-Aid, you should maybe not drink it, you know, because it's it, it feels like that. And it was a great book. But the piece that I loved was we would share our miracles every week. And that's the piece that I showed up. Like, I didn't miss a class for a year because of that, because I just was so tied to that. That brought me into kind of some friendship groups, introduced me to some teachers. And then I started to be like, well, I know how to do this. I can do this. And then we had a ghost in our house that I could see and different things like that. So it was like all these weird little things that happened that brought me into it. And then when I figured out I could do it, then I, I just, you, there was no stopping. I was just like, yep, here I go. And it didn't take me long just to say yes to it. But I asked for a teacher to show me the way. And I've been lucky to have a couple of teachers that have stuck with me through the whole time. So yeah, I'm definitely more developed. Definitely, okay. definitely more developed. Okay. Well, and I mean, that's a great message for anyone listening that has an interest in it because we all have the abilities. It's just for a matter sure. of like learning or knowing number one that we do and trusting it. But then there are classes and things that you can do to develop. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, you know, the emotional piece was probably the hardest piece because I was super sensitive. So I kind of learned to shut it down. And so when I started to open up my intuition, my teacher's like, well, you gotta, you gotta feel your feelings. And I was like, oh no, uh -uh. I'm not, not going to do that. Like I I'll talk to dead people, but I'm not doing that. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I do think people that are sensitive or consider themselves empaths or, you know, that kind of thing, you know, a lot of times it's just education, how to manage their energy. And there's a lot of people in this world that do not know how to manage their energy. And just a little bit of support with that can really change how you live and how you experience life. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that because that's something that you are really good at helping people with. Mm -hmm. right? 
Um, yeah, because I struggled with it. Yeah, so so share more about. Yeah, so I was a person that I could walk into the room and I could just tell what was going on with everybody. And I also I also really wanted to save everybody. And so I, I really created this community of, of needy people in a way. And it was kind of awful because you know, I was getting texts at 11 o'clock at night from drunk people and all this different, it was so, and of course I'm answering, you know, I had no boundaries, yeah. um, which is probably the biggest thing for people that are sensitive. They don't learn to have boundaries because it's kind of mm-hmm. how they walk in the world. Um, and so when I started to learn about energy, that just changed so much because then I wasn't looking at it as, as anything except like, oh, the energy of that doesn't feel right. What can I do differently in my own energy to learn how to like, when I first opened up to a lot of this stuff, I almost became really isolated and I didn't want to go places and because it kind of comes on so big and strong for some people. Yeah. And then I thought this is not how I want to live my life. Like I like to be around people. I like to go out. I like to go hiking and camping. You know, I like to be out in the world. And so I was like, nah, this is not okay. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be intuitive and isolated like that. Just like, I want to go to concerts and I want to be able to go to the grocery store. And so I really had to look at those different pieces on why I was allowing, you know, this energy just to kind of take me over. And there's so many different tools that you can do from calling in the angels to, you know, surrounding yourself in different light or learning how to clear your vibration and things like that. And it's, I'm still working on it. You know, I I was telling Lisa before we started, I just did a show in Iowa and I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. And I was like, I did not clear my energy well enough afterwards. And so um, I just didn't feel good and different things like that. So I, I do think there's an education Um, And people need to be really aware of their own energy. But a lot of times, you know, they're talking about energy vampires and that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't work unless you let them in. Right. You know, and people hate to hear that. I'm like, sorry, but you're allowing that piece. And and then it brings up this victim mode and all this kind of stuff. So it's like all these different layers that I had to walk through to really learn how to maintain my energy better. Yeah. So do you, do you have a go-to practice for yourself that helps you like I, number one? So you just went to this big show in Iowa, right? Where you got all these people coming to your booth. You did a gallery, right? I didn't do a gallery this time, but I often do, but I did readings all day long for two days. It was so, and, and it was so fun, but it's exhausting if yeah. you don't set up your energy. Right. You know? so, and it, so what is your process? Uh, one, of, one of the things that really, really helps me is I call in Archangel Michael. Mm-hmm. And um, I use a lot of visuals because that just helps my brain like prepare itself. But I call him in and I don't just have him bubble me up. But I breathe in the blue light too because Archangel Michael is this big blue angel. And so you can call him in and have him put a big blue bubble around you. But then breathe in that blue light from head mm-hmm. to toe or whatever color he shows up for you. But what I do at shows or if I feel like I like tomorrow I'm traveling. So then I put on blue armor because I'm like, oh, I need my armor today because then I feel like it's another extra layer. And I just picture it, you know, and I and I and I've learned over the years on what that feels like when Archangel Michael's around me. But one thing I learned this weekend that I've been learning more and more um, after the show, I tend to take a bath, take a shower. I wash off the day. 
And I kept feeling like, like I still felt like I just was like, not clear. And then it, I realized, cause I, I really worked with a couple people a little bit more intimately than I normally do at shows because mm-hmm. your, your work just starts to expand and, and like, they're right there. So I'm like, Oh, I can't not do it. So I was helping with these and then their energy was kind of hooked into mine because I wanted to help them and I wanted to support them. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't clear my energy from them. And so I had to do like a, I don't really do cord cutting. I do more of like plugging them back into mother earth. And then I fill myself back up with light. And, and so I have all these different little tips and tricks that I, they're easy things. Cause I'm not patient. So I need like easy things. Um, but salt baths and things like that, those going outside, I definitely go for a walk after shows like that and just get out in nature, drink mm-hmm. a lot of water, eat well, all those good things. But for me, a lot of times it's like, okay, what's connected? What do I need to clear? Um, sometimes I see a garbage can and I can just energetically empty my, whatever's bugging me into the garbage can or into a fire. Um, and then I send it to the light. So I have a lot of different things that I teach depending on the person. Cause I think sometimes it, it, you got to work with how energy comes into the person too. Yeah. Beautiful. So um, but you do, you also do space clearing. I do. I love space clearing. Do it in person, but also remotely. So just share mm-hmm. with people who are like, what is space clearing? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, space clearing is probably my biggest passion as far as when I got into all this stuff. I love doing all of it. But when I started, like we saw ghosts in my house and I was like, nope. No, no, I don't want to go to my house. And I was introduced to space clearing. And when the woman was over clearing my house, like I could see it and I could feel it. And I was like, what is this? And I started taking classes in it and I just have a natural ability to do it. I have no idea where it came from. I'm sure it's past lives, all that good stuff. But I just, I have a knack for it. And it's when we had ours done, you know, life was just a struggle. And I kept telling my husband, I was like, we are missing something like we're good people. We're hard workers. We're not jerks. Like something we're missing something. I remember I kept telling him that and he would agree with me and we couldn't figure out what it was, you know, cause we would do the right things and we were hard worker and all that kind of stuff. And then she started clearing the energy and explaining, you know, how your house has, you know, different, different energies that maybe you don't empty it from or, Maybe you have a lot of grief or sadness, or maybe there's some vortexes in your house. And the more she talked, the more it was kind of like, oh, I remember doing this for people. Like, I, I just remember doing it. And after people clear get their houses cleared, there's so many things that happen. Like, we were starting to find money all over the place. Opportunities were coming up. I was just talking to a gentleman this morning. They, they called me in because this building has this smell to it, and they couldn't figure out what the smell was. So they called me and I was like, I think it's energy, but let me see. But like, I get to do like really creative stuff, like things like that. Or if people are trying to sell their house and it's not selling, I'm like, you know, get it cleared because sometimes there's an attachment that you might unconsciously have with your house energetically, or the house doesn't want to see you go or, you know, whatever it might be. And then once I clear the house, a lot of times those houses sell. So I, I work with a lot of real estate agents in that piece too. but. Um, energy clearing. I, I did a couple houses and they were so full of stuff. Like people in the last three years 
because of the energy of the world, you know, we, we have more stuff, like it's, it's kind of a false protective. Right. And as soon as you can clean out some of that fear energy or some of that sticky energy, all of a sudden they're sending me pictures of them cleaning out the corners that were really bad and moving and sleeping again, and they don't hurt in their bodies and things like that. So it's a pretty amazing experience, um, but it's different. You know, it, it's something that people are like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, it's hard to explain it, but it's good for you. <laughs> that's what I know. It works and it's good for you. Yeah, that's really interesting. Because even when I was doing um, home staging, you know, yeah. and, uh, so yeah. when I was in houses, when I, yes, yeah, so when I was doing that, um, especially with the occupied homes, you know, basically it was about decluttering, <laughs> decluttering and personalizing and, and just even that, just packing stuff away, putting it away helps release the energy from that home, that attachment, because yeah. it no longer feels like your home because yeah. all the stuff is gone. And so it's easier to release it. So, yep. And I, and I notice there's a lot like with my house, it, it always kind of shows me how my house is like my body. Like if I'm busy in my head, like there's a certain part of my house that always gets messy and it's because I'm busy in my head. And so sometimes I have to get my head calmed down first and then the house cleans itself up. Otherwise I got to clean the house. So then my head can settle down. So okay. it's not necessarily always about, you know, we have a ghost in our house, come clear it. Although I do that too, but it's much more about creating this beautiful energy so your house can support you. So you can grow and expand and do what you want to do. Cause a lot of people hold their house up and, yeah. and that's tiring. That's exhausting. Interesting. So yeah. the, the one with the smell, the building, did, did you go and do that job? Well, I'm working on that one right now. I told him I need a couple days cause I wasn't clear on it, but another one that I did a long time ago, and I love this story cause it was so funny. So um, my cat passed away a couple weeks ago, but he was involved. So I, there was this big old mansion house in Fargo and um, this woman called me to come clear it. And on the way, all of a sudden, my cat jumps out of the back seat of my car. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? You have to go home. So I had to turn around and take him home. And I was like, that has never, ever happened. And I thought, that is weird. And so we get into this big old house. And I'm clearing the energy. And it's a big house full, full, full of all sorts of energy and, and different emotions and all that kind of stuff. Then we go in the basement and it smells so bad of cat pee. Like, mm -hmm. so, and I was like, how many cats did these people have? And she's like, none. She goes, nobody that ever lived here, because I knew all the owners, no one had ever owned cats. And I'm like, did a stray cat get in here? And she's like, no, like not ever. But I was like, that is the worst. It was so bad. And so I was like, I got to go home and clear on this. And so I sat down in meditation. Charlie came and sat on my lap. And I was in my meditation. I was seeing the house. And all of a sudden, he kind of comes up in my meditation. And he's like, I got it. I'll take care of it. And I could see this, this kind of spirit black cat that was pissed off and just angry and peeing all over the walls. And I was like, this is a brand new experience for me. And so Charlie was working with this cat in my meditation. It was so weird. And then the next day I went back to kind of check on the house and 80% of the smell was gone within, oh, wow. two, within two days, all that smell was gone and the house sold within two weeks and it had been on the market for over two years. Oh, and I was like, okay, that is a cool story. Like that's a cool, you can't yeah. make that story up. So sometimes it's an energy piece 
Um, this particular building, I don't know. I'm, I'm still a little sitting with it. I'm going to check it out when I'm sitting in Sedona and see if I get some more ideas around it. Okay. Well, so how, and I mean, everything's quantum, but can, can you explain how you're able to clear energy remotely? And like, okay, so like here I'm in Hawaii, right? I'm across, yep. across the globe from where you are. Can you tune into my house? And I and here in yeah, I was tuning in. We were talking before about her cat, and he's kind of a naughty cat, and, and I can feel him so clearly. I'm like, oh, that cat, he's naughty, and he wants to be like the king of the house. And her other cat's like, no, I I'm the queen of the house. Um, to me, I always explain it like I'm just tuning into the radio station of your space. And then I'm tuning into a lot of times the animals tell me a lot of things, you know, I can, cause cats love me. They just love me anywhere I go, all the cats come and I'm a cat person. So I'm fine with that. But to me, I'm tuning into like the station of your house, like a radio. And then it's just giving me, whether it's emotions, whether it's energy, like a Hawaii house is a little bit different because you have all of that ocean energy. And so I do think houses that are near the ocean, um, there's always, I can always smell the salt. I can always tell when people are near water, ocean, um, or rivers, I can always tell that piece. And so you can tell how the house is feeling. And a lot of times the house has such a spiritual energy to it that it's like, a, I would say like the spirit of the house talks to me, you know, like the, this house I did this last weekend and I was like, oh, this house is so sad. And it's, it's just so full of sadness and fear and all this kind of stuff that this woman was going through. And so when the house can release that, then the person often goes into some healing spaces too. And so a lot of times you got to clean that slate a little bit so we can heal from the inside out or from the outside in, just okay. depending on the space. Okay. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. So <laughs> tune into my house. Okay. So I know you already tuned into. So your house always feels very full, um, but your house, your house is always funny to me because I see it like I know it's on Earth, but it always feels like it's in the sky to me because you work so much with with the different planets and all the different beings and things like that. But your house is always very like your office so full of beings. Like every time I tune in, I can see them. You know, if we're at we're, if we're on like our calls or something, I can always see all the different colors and I can see and I can't always distinguish what they're saying because I think that's what you do like with your channeling and stuff but your house is so full all the time is it just cracks me up I'm like do you know you have like a million beings in your house it's so funny um but it also feels like like it called you there like you because weren't you really intuitively called to Hawaii oh yeah yeah like I think your house feels <clears throat> and I don't know a whole lot about, I, I think Hawaii has sacred energy, period, kind of like Sedona. Um, but it's like the, wherever your house is set, like that's the energy that calls you there. So I don't know if there's it's set on a certain space or what the sacred land is underneath the house, but it absolutely like reached out and said, you're coming here now and like brought you whether you wanted to be there or not. So your house is very much of a healing house because it's inspiring you and it's connecting you and it's wanting you to keep doing this work. That's why things keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger with your work. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cause actually when, I mean, we bought it sight unseen, just a video yep. tour. Right. Yep. And the real estate agent that we had hired, I'm like, okay, I want you to go look at this house and this house. So I only two houses mm -hmm. out of all ones available on the MLS. And 
when she walked through this one, it's like, I mean, I already knew that it was our house, but Skip didn't know yet that it was our house. Yeah. And it well, was- He has no control, by the way. This is all about you, which don't tell him that because he won't like that. But yeah, no, this this is setting your you up, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And our real estate agent, she called us a few days later saying, um, someone's put an offer in on the house. So if you want it, you better put an offer in. And so then we did and we beat them out. <laughs> so. yep. And that offer was there just to get you to move. It was. Yeah. It was just a push. But yeah, your house feels so... Um, um, it's such a space for creation. That's why I think so many different creative ideas come and you're always like, it's so alive and everyone's house is alive, but like your house has like lots of life in it. So it's a busy house. Okay. One. Well, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> even without the people in the house. <laughs> yeah. It has nothing to do with the people. Nope. It has nothing to do, but it's, it really is a healing house, which I think just on the, uh, you know, behind the scenes, I think that's been a big thing for everyone in your family is just different, different levels of different things that you guys have been walking through and healing and even the cats there to heal. <laughs> like there's so many different things of healing to that space. So you want to keep, see that space, you want to keep it clear. You want to make sure whether you're saging it or you do your singing bowls or you do your prayers or however you like to clear the house that's a house that I'd be like, you got to pay attention to the energy of this house because it will absolutely tell you if it's off. Okay. If you feel off. Okay. When my daughter, her friends, when they come to the house, they're like, they, they feel the energy yeah. of the house. Yep. Well, and your house is funny because it like calls people to it. Like, come on, come over here. You just have to sit here. It kind of reminds me of Sedona. You, you don't have to do anything in Sedona. You can just go sit there. And all sorts of cool stuff will happen. Yeah. Well, so. and um, so actually Dana wants to know when you're coming to Arizona. Who so, does? Oh, Dana. I'm not in the comments. Hold on. I leave tomorrow. Oh, there's all the comments. Hello, everybody. Um, <laughs> um, I am leaving tomorrow to go to for a short trip to Arizona, but I am always happy to go to Arizona. So I can definitely come back again or do remote. She, Yeah, she's got a smell in her garage. Oh, she, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. And she's the only one that can smell it. So. Yep. That means it's that means it's energy. Yeah. Perfect. So well let's okay. So we're talking about healing. And you know, you you're a healer. I now somehow have come up with an energy healing modality that I've That's never the way it works. It's just kind of given to you and you just are supposed to go do it. Yes. Yeah, so what in what ways, and well, and talk about, because we, we started talking about this before we went live, but like we really, as humans, we need other healing modalities, right? Yep. More than just Western medicine. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I, you know, and I'm nothing against Western medicine. I'm, I'm someone that I, and I know a lot of, I know a lot of people in the spiritual world are kind of like, you know, not into it. And I think it serves its place, you know, and I, and I think Eastern serves its place in energy healing. I think everything has its place, but I also think it can work really well together. And what I've been seeing lately with my clearings, I do a lot of personal clearings. And um, even when I go to Sedona, I'm going to be doing some remote clearings for people because I love to clear there. And I love to clear when I go to the national parks and things like that. But, um, 
I've been seeing that, you know, we've had such a global experience over the last three to four years. And there's so much stuff in people's energy field, whether it's fear mm -hmm. because they were they were very afraid of COVID or uh, maybe they are a little bit more tuned into the collective energy than they need to be, or maybe they, they got really sick or lost somebody or whatever. Like it's just was so much trauma over the last three years. And so when I, when I've been working with people, I keep being like, like this weekend, I don't ever do healings at shows because I'm doing readings and I can't tell you how many healings I was doing, like clearings, energy clearing and healing with people. And I was like, okay, like this is coming up more and more and more there that people are not paying as much attention to their, to their energy healing and clearing their energy and learning to clear their energy. So like I have a full moon clearing that I do every month. And I teach people every month different tools on how to clear their own vibration. And I'm just noticing things are just really dense around people. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of blaming it on the outside world. And I'm like, yeah, but it's your vibration. Like your vibration is what you're feeling. But they don't know that if they've never worked with energy or you've never worked with vibration. And so work on that piece. And then that affects your outside world. So I think the healings that we're doing, like, I do a lot of earth healings and, and or clearings and things like that. And you're working with even a higher realm, you know, with the different planets and different things like that, because some people need that. Some people need the earth. Some people need the water. Some people need the mountains. And I'm, yeah. I'm seeing that everywhere. And it's, and it is kind of a clearing slash helps people heal, you know? So, so a, a couple of us did some, some, um, another woman that, that we, I see in Iowa, she worked on me and I worked on her and I was like, Oh my gosh. And she's like, Holy cow. You know, we were like just seeing different things within each other. And I was like, this is so fun. Cause I usually do it myself, but I absolutely think having someone else help you maintain your energy and help you learn how to clear and heal. And maybe it's stuff you can't see real clear for yourself. And so to have a little helping hand in that, I think is really important. And I yeah. think it's needed. And I think people are feeling it, but they don't know where to get it or what to do with it. So people like us, like that's, that's something that I would encourage people to try because they probably have never tried it before. Right. Well, and what's so interesting is, you know, I guess for the last year, well, since I got, since I got certified in my sound healing with the crystal yeah. balls, yeah. I've, I've incorporated that into my regression work, which, um, you know, I know Denise didn't teach us how to use singing bowls and regression or like any of that. So it's just intuitively coming to me. And, and then also I got activated, um, a year and a half ago doing light language. And so that's coming in to it. And then using my Lemurian crystal, which is my healing amplifier from my Arturian life. <laughs> so all of these pieces. And so I'm like, Oh, like this is actually my own kind of interesting, unique way to do energy healing. And it's been so powerful. Well, and what I think I see this, I see this a lot with people in the last several years is we might go take a class, like whether it's a Reiki class or a clearing class or an energy class or whatever. And um, you, you don't, 
I never think energy has rules. And a lot of people, a lot of people teach that, but I'm like, mm, I do not clear houses the way I used to clear houses. And every single year it shifts and changes on how I clear houses because they're giving me different tools or they're giving me different ways. Or I see healers like you and it's like, well, I used to do it this way. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're going to be doing other things though. So let it come in because spirit spirit's the one that's having us do this like channeling in and doing the work and so yeah. we have to be open to that piece so it's hard to know what to call it when it comes in you know because it's not reiki anymore it's not you know necessarily the you know the class that we took but i think you got to give yourself some freedom and the people that are doing the clearings and the healings right now and the intuitive work all of us our work is changing and, and people are really nervous about being like, I, this is kind of like my own thing. And I'm like, yeah, embrace it. Like make it your own thing because all these classes we've taken and all this education we've gotten, like that's, that's got us started. And now we can create into our own thing and there's nothing wrong with that piece. Like people need permission. Yeah. And, and I, I remember a lady, I went to Jamestown and I stopped at her shop and I was telling her who I learned clearing from and stuff. And she's like, yeah, I feel like I need to tell you, you don't have to do it that way anymore. And I was like, please give me permission to do it my way. And she just started laughing. She goes, yeah, I feel like you just need permission. And I was like, I really, really do. You know, and I didn't even work with that teacher anymore, anything, but it was like this pressure to do it how I was taught, even though that is not how my intuition was telling me to do it. So I, I do say, you know, take the education, the classes, but you're always meant to do it in the way that your spirit's calling you to do it. Yes. Well, and that's why, I mean, it was what, two weeks ago that I finally, I, I claimed it. Yeah. I, I stepped into it, which took, I mean, it was like, wow, I'm bold. <laughs> and so, up the work. <laughs> quantum cosmic energy healing. So there we go. And just even saying that, just like, yeah, that feels so good. And when it settles in your body like that, then you can do the work. Yeah. You know, and you do it so much more confidently too. Yes. So, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Everyone needs it, you guys. Like this this energy work, I think we're just going to get busier and busier and busier over the next couple of years because so many things are changing. Well, they are. And we just, what, Pluto just went into Aquarius, which revolution. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I do think things are, are trying to soften a little bit. I mean, I know there's still shit going on in the world, but I do think there's, there's like people are starting to turn back inwards instead of paying attention to all the stuff going on outside of themselves. And I'm like, yes, let's come back here. This is, this is where we need to come from instead right. of out here. Like we need to come back in here and clean this up because that's how we change the world. Yes. Well, and I mean, that's, we're in a seven year numeral numerology. Yeah. Which, yeah, is, which is all coming in back. Yep. So yep. for those of you listening, time to do the inner work. <laughs> it can be fun. It doesn't have to be hard. I yeah. mean, some of it's hard, but it doesn't have to be. Um, yeah. Danny, I've been doing this stuff for, I've been trying to figure that out because I keep looking at my memories on Facebook. I'm like, oh, so I would say, I would say probably 10 to 15. I've been working it, like working as a career for probably little bit over 10 years, but I think more like 14 years and I'm still plenty in it. You know, I'm still healing and, and learning and all the kind of stuff. I mean, I mean you don't ever stop. And if you do, you're dead. So exactly. You're either growing or you're dying. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm still growing a yeah. lot. 
Yes. That's all right. Gives me something to do. Well, and yeah, we, we have so many layers. So even when we think that we have healed something or really then some it'll come back around to show you. Oh, so annoying. Right. So <laughs> annoying. But I always tell people, but when it comes back around, you don't go as deep, you don't stay as long and it's not as painful. Like you're just learning to reuse your tools. So if you can learn to use your tools when it comes to, comes back around, it's not so painful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let's, let's talk about spirit school because that's yeah. you mentioned in your bio. So what, what is spirit school? So spirit, it yeah, spirit school is something that I've wanted to do for a really long time. So when I first started in all this, I had a million, I had so many questions and a lot of it was, you know, I would go do something like clear house or something. And then I would get all this information and I would need someone to talk to about it. My teachers were so annoyed with me because they're like, seriously, like we can't answer your questions anymore. Just ask spirit. And I was like, yeah, I get that piece, but I also need a community. And I didn't have one at the time. And so I was like, you know, someday when I'm, you know, have enough people, I want to do this community so people have a place they can talk about this stuff and not feel like they're a bad person for asking too many questions. Because I had a thousand questions. I always have questions. And um, so I created Spirit School for, so for one of the things is we go through like six weeks, we have a whole video series and um, it's kind of the foundational pieces that I find that, that everyone kind of needs reminders of, whether they've done it for years or they're just getting started. So I like people to start with the video series, but then within the group, it's kind of like a group coaching group. Um, okay. And then we ha we've added a bunch of extra stuff to it and it's such a beautiful community be, and then I come on twice a month to do some question and answer sessions once you're through the video series. And it's a beautiful place that we're going to have just different little classes and different support systems and different things that we can do together to keep your toes in the spirit world. Because I find that some people, they're either in or they're out. And I'm like, keep your toes in, even if you don't want to be fully in or maybe you don't want to be a reader or something, but yeah. you're you're a very energetic, spiritual person that that knows about all of this kind of stuff. It's a great place to keep your toes in because then if stuff comes up, you have someone to go to that you can ask. And if I don't know the answer, I know a whole lot of great colleagues and friends and people. And so I think it's a great community for that piece too. So yeah. it's, it's a big deal to me. And um, we've just started the video series as a group, which I'll do at least once a year, but then you can work through those on your own as well. Okay. So people can still sign up. They can. Yep. They absolutely can. You can sign up anytime and you can come in um, with the yearly price or you can come in as a monthly price. So I, I have payments and stuff like that too. And it's very, still very, very affordable, but yeah, they can jump in anytime. I wanted to keep it. I wanted to, cause if I'm meeting people, I want them to be able to just come in whenever they want. And then, and then we will go through the videos together once in a while. Cause I think that's important too. Okay. So is it a, just a, a one time a year cycle or how does that work the videos of us going through it together that's usually once a year but they're evergreen so they can watch them anytime they want to but then every month i'll be doing coaching calls for the group okay and it's for a year and it's for a year yes okay. yeah for a and year then, sorry yes. you, that's i'm just trying to figure out yeah for time yeah, yeah. so then, then you join for the next year they can. Yep. And it'll be a little bit different every year as the group grows and, you know, as I see the needs of the group and things like that. So, but yeah, it's, it's a year cycle. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I mean, 
the community that you have, that Sunny has, that we're, right. I mean, we have different groups. We need community. We need, we need community. We need, and it's, it's so fun. I just had dinner with this woman in Iowa and I met her in Sunny's community and um, we were at a Sedona retreat actually. And we met, gosh, we probably met nine years ago. And we hadn't been able to see each other for three or four years because of COVID. And we sat down and we talked for four hours. And it was so fun because she's like, I love having friends from this community that I can do this with that we, you know, we talk to each other through Facebook and stuff. She goes, but when you're in town, I can come and have a four hour dinner with you. She's like, how great is that? You know, yeah. and I know people all over the world now. So I think it is really fun because then when I travel, I get to go see people that I know from all over the place. And I think it's so fun and important. Well, you need to come to Hawaii. I do need to come to Hawaii. I do need to come to Hawaii. I need to bring a group to Hawaii. Yes. <laughs> well, and so speaking of groups, so like like me, you also lead retreats. Yes. And so let's talk about what you have coming up. In terms yeah. Of so my, my big retreat that I do every year, and I've done it for 10 years at least, um, is my fall retreat, and that's in October, um, and that's Thursday through Sunday, whatever my dates are. Where are my dates? The night, October 19th through the 22nd, and that one is super fun because we are working. I, I love people to have the actual experience of working with their intuition, and so it's kind of like Spirit School Live, and we do all sorts of intuition exercises. I have, we usually do a little kind of magic craft that we want to do, but it is so much fun. It sells out every single year. And um, it's such a great weekend to just show up as who you are and get to practice all your intuition stuff. So we do mediumship, we do past lives, we do um, intuition exercises on how spirit comes to you. And we do readings on each other and different things like that. And, and I get to come and work with you as you're walking through this stuff. So I can be like, hey, do you know what comes in right here? And hey, do you hear that? And it's so, we have so much fun. And um, I have ladies that have come every year for years and years. And then they always take the new people under their wing. So I have really beautiful women that come. And then my other retreat that I'm doing is in, in February next year, I'm taking a small, small group to Sedona because I love Sedona energy. And we're going to go and play in Sedona. And that one is is so interesting because you have to leave so much room open for spirit because Sedona will just do what it wants to do with you. And so I have my list, but I'm like, okay, spirit, this is where I'd like to take people, but you just tell us where to go. And the last couple of times I've gone there with groups, it's so much freaking fun because Sedona is just beautiful. It is beautiful. And mm. um, so healing. Yeah. We went, we were there five years ago for spring break, took the oh. kids. Yes. Um, a lot of energy. So if there's stuff yeah. that wants to be worked on, it's going to come up in Sedona. <laughs> yes, it will. And I actually love that because it's also a great place to heal that stuff that comes up. Yes. And we're going in, the, I did my retreat at the end of February, so it's still a little chilly there. Um, but I did it on purpose because if it gets too hot and too warm, it's so busy. And right. so it's it's kind of during the week, which I know it's kind of a it's kind of an off thing, but um I, I have really good parking angels, so I almost always get my parking that I want, and we'll be doing some hikes and we're gonna get out on the land and we're gonna do that kind of stuff. So it's not sitting in a in a space, we're out working with the energy of Sedona in different places. Yeah. 
Well, and I think um, when you do come visit the big island, you'll notice a similarity in the energy. It, it uh, does feel similar to me. I've always said that. I'm like, God, Hawaii feels so similar to Sedona to me. Yeah. Each island has a different kind of energy. So ours is the root chakra. And it, right. because we have Pele, this is her home. Sure. She's really like, she is the master of bringing the stuff up. So love it. Yeah. So that's my retreats, you know, and especially the Sacred Soul Kona retreat. And you're doing two retreats this year too. Yeah. So um, in a, one month, I'll be doing the Kona retreat, which is, I have one spot left. I was going to say, don't you just have the one spot left? One spot and uh, Friday's the deadline for doors closed. <laughs> so oh, well, get your butt signed up. <laughs> but um, that energy, yeah. So, I mean, we don't even have to do anything and the energy is already coming up, the stuff that's ready to be healed. And then we have the beautiful ocean water to help cleanse that away. Oh, and beautiful. Just, yeah. And then my galactic retreat is in the fall in September. And that's going to be so much fun because we're, again, working with the energy here really helps channel stuff. Like people are going to be able to really um, have that experience. And the veil is thin here. Yeah. Thin. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that one's going to sell out fast. Yeah. So, and early bird pricing for that one is Friday as well. Perfect. 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 Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love doing retreats. I think there's something, you know, I have a lot of women and I encourage this because um, it was so helpful to me is I, I encourage women to travel by yourself and do these yeah. retreats, you know, whether it's me and you or sunny or whatever, but um, retreats, they, they are the things that changed my life because there's something about being in that group of people and you're seeing you're not alone and you're seeing all this change and you're, it's inspiring you to do your work. And then you get these friendships that come out of it and all these things. Like I still have memories from my very first retreat and it just rocked my whole world. And so when I hold my retreats, like I really hold that as sacred space for people because I want them to feel safe. But I can't tell you how many people, it's the first time they leave their family. It's the first time, you know, I had one woman, she's so funny. She would say as if she was on, but she's like, oh, I'm going to bring my husband and, and son and they can just, you know, stay in the hotel room. And I used to do it at a hotel. And I was like, no, I was like, no, you can't do that. That's not allowed. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, no, you can't do that. I was like, you never leave them. Like you need to come by yourself. And, and she still to this day is like, I had never traveled without my kids or my husband. Yeah, and it's amazing like, how many people have not traveled alone before. Yeah, yeah. And it is so empowering. One of my first trips was Sedona. And um, now I have all sorts of, you know, little things I've learned that what I need to stay safe and keep safe and all that kind of stuff. But it was so freeing to know that, like, I could just go. I could just go. So I do encourage people to do that. Yes. A lot. Mm-hmm. It's I don't want to. Yes, and even if even if it's not a retreat, a retreat's a great way because then you have other yeah. people there with you, so you're not yeah. alone. But one of the most empowering things I ever did for myself was do a two week solo trip to Australia after oh. my second divorce, and you know I got to do whatever I wanted to do. It was on my like, yeah, it was just incredible. Yeah, last year I went, and I'm doing it again this year, I went on a two-week trip through like South Dakota, Wyoming, and Big Sky, uh, mm -hmm. Montana, and this year I'm doing like the Tetons, 
and I'm doing um, Glacier and I'm going to Big Sky again because we love Montana and I can't wait and I'm going to be solo. It's going to be so much fun and I have all these different little stops and people and, you know, all the kind of things. And I'm like, man, I would have never, ever done this 10 years ago. Never, yeah. ever would I have done that trip. Yeah. So I think it's really freeing for people. And I, and I think retreats are safe, you know, because you're going to have some support to help you through the pieces because it can be scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and speaking of your park tours, so you're, you are doing clearings in those parks. Uh, I am. It's not public yet. I'm putting the package together. But um, when I travel to cool places, I like to do personal clearings for people and I do it remotely. And then they get like a little report afterwards. So this week I'm doing some in Sedona, but then I'm going to all these cool national parks and I'm like, I think I need to do like a national park mountain clearing package. So that's coming up. We're almost done with it. It'll be out publicly. But at each stop, I'm going to be doing clearings on people throughout the summer because I'm I'm doing two different trips, three different trips, and it's taking me to national parks at each trip. So it's going to be really fun. I'm really excited to go. Okay. So I know we kind of touched on this a little earlier, but how would someone know that they really need a clearing? You know, for me, I, when I see my clients, a lot of times they'll use the words like, you know, I just feel stuck or I feel heavy or things just aren't working for me or they, they feel, um, <laughs> people, they're like, I just feel so gross. And I'm like, yep, I get that. Or maybe they have, maybe there's nothing physically wrong, but they have pain in their body. You know, so if I'm not expressing myself or clearing my energy very well, like I get really achy and I have pain in my body. That used to be a big issue for me. And I was like, I am 40. There's nothing I need to have pain about. But it was emotion and it was energy and it was all these pieces. If they're not sleeping well, if they have gone through some really rough stuff, you know, whether it's a divorce or whether it's a move or they're just, they're always busy and they never do something for themselves. Um, if they're foggy in their heads or um, people that that feel a lot and take on a lot of people's energy, usually they're aware of that. And if that kind of stuff happens, you know, that, those kinds of things are, are really great signs that a personal clearing would be really, really good for you. Okay. Yeah. And, and as far as the readings that you do, you do the psychic mediumship readings. So yeah. how, how do you work with people in that way? So I usually do, my sessions are usually by phone. Um, I do some in person, um, but we have like 10 feet of snow right now. So I haven't been to, my whole driveway is ice. So I'm like, no one can walk on, it's insurance liability. You can't come over. So I usually do phone sessions or I do classes and then I can do mediumship. Um, a lot of times if it's psychic stuff, it's, you know, it's the main things, career, money, health, wealth, you know, love, all those kinds of things. So most of my sessions are through the phone. Okay. So for the mediumship, what are some common things that people come to you for? You know, mediumship, a lot of times, if people have had loss, what I've been finding lately, number one, they need to know their loved one's okay. And I, I think that's one of the, the biggest things people need to hear is that they're okay. And I do this for a living. Still the first question I ask when someone dies. I'm like, oh, but are they okay? Are they where they need to be? And are they okay? And I still ask that. And so I think that's a big piece. I also think people will carry this guilt if, um, say, someone passed away and they didn't make it in time. I think there's a lot of people that struggle with that piece. And so getting a message from your loved one, because a lot of times the loved one's the one who planned that. Like they're like, 
it was easier for me to go because you weren't there. You know, they, they, but they need to understand that, but just talking through and, and understanding how to get signs from them or what the signs might be, or just teaching them how to connect with that loved one. Because I do think it's like learning a whole different language. Okay. You know, I, I really do. And, and I think that when people understand like, okay, no, you can still connect with them, but right now you're grieving. So let yourself grieve a little bit. And as you start to feel a little bit better, the signs are going to come. But I love to teach people how to get signs from their loved ones. You know, and I always remind people, like, ask for big, obnoxious signs. Make it big and make it obnoxious so I don't miss it. Because it can be very subtle and you miss it. You know, so I think with mediumship, a lot of times it's just to know that they're still around. And people need to know that. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have a lot of deceased loved ones in my life. But the one who, no matter what kind of medium I'm around, the one who is always around is Skip's mother. <laughs> I was just going to say it's some woman, like a grandma or somebody. But yeah, isn't that so funny? Yeah. I mean, she shows up everywhere. And um, yeah, so, and she passed away when he was 23. So, you know, like. She's one of his guardians. Yeah, 30 years yeah. ago. Well, and even like your animals, you know, we were just talking about animals too. And, and since Charlie died, I, I, he was my big orange cat and I cannot tell you the hundreds of orange cat pictures I've seen since he died. And he only died like three weeks ago. And everywhere I look, there's pictures of Charlie or orange cats. And I'm like, I get you. I know you're here. I get it. I understand. But it's fun to know that I always feel really bad for people that don't believe that. Or they, they don't um, know that they're getting signs or, you know, they just don't have that faith in that. To me, that's yeah. so sad because I'm like that a couple of years ago, I lost 16 people in a very short time, including my dad, my client, my friend's husband. Like they, it was so much. And all I could think is I'm so glad I can see signs from these people or feel them or hear them um, because that's what really got me through that piece to not just fold in on my grief. It was just so amazing for how many signs were coming through. So I think that's important to teach people that piece. Yeah. So how, um, for people who haven't experienced those kinds of signs, can, can they ask for specific signs like, Hey, this specific bird or this specific kind of thing, or. You know, I used to teach to ask for specifics. And the more I got into this, the more I got away from that, because I think some people, when they get specific, they get so specific that they don't give any leeway. You know, they, they just are like, nope, I said blue elephant and they won't accept anything else. And so then I started teaching for them to just ask every morning, show me that you're around. I do. I still, to this day, do this with my guides and angels. I'm like, all right, just show me that you're around. And just make it so obnoxious that like that I can't miss it. And so I started seeing all these license plate signs over and over and over. Or I see the repeating numbers that a lot of people see or the cardinals. But you'll see it consistently and you'll see it over and over. So you can't argue it away. You know, and then sometimes you'll get different, different guidance or different pushes. Like when I was doing a trip out to Montana or um I, Idaho. I was going to Idaho to see my sister-in-law and I kept getting this feeling I needed to go to Red Lodge. And I was like, why do I need to go to Red Lodge? That's so weird. It's a teeny, teeny, tiny town and it's not ski season. And I thought, well, maybe I'm just supposed to check it out for taking the boys there or something. 
And so we we made this whole big trip over this mountain pass that was just insane. I was like, oh my God. And it was just me and my two little boys and they were little. And it was so scary. Oh my God, that was so scary to drive that thing. But when I got down, I was like, I can do anything now. You know, and I was super empowered. I was like, I can do this. And then we drove into town and Eli's mom had just passed away a few months before that. And so when we drove into town, we were starving. And so we were looking for a restaurant, pulled up and we're walking to this restaurant. I looked at the I looked at the the um, name of the restaurant. And I was like, oh my God, my son's name is Foster and her dog's name was Logan. And the restaurant was called Foster and Logan's. Oh, wow. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, look at that name of that restaurant. And I took pictures of the kids and I sent it to all the family and even, even Harvey's dad, who's not sure about my work. He was like, yeah, I can't even fight you on that sign. Like, I, I can't even, like, I can't even do that. I was like, yeah, no one can fight me on this one. Like, it was so amazing to get that kind of a sign. And that happens, you know, and like when my dad died, first thing I saw was a sign that said good vibes only. Mm -hmm. And so he said, and that was not something he said in life. Like, he was not a good vibes kind of, like, that wasn't his, that wasn't his vibe. But I knew what he meant. And so I that for weeks and weeks, even now today, that's what I see when my dad's around is good vibes only. You know, so someone will wear a t-shirt, like Mindy had a t-shirt on the other night. I'm like, hey, that's my dad. And she's like, I know, I had to wear it for you. You know, so it was really it's fun to get those signs, but you need to ask for them and you okay. need to be open to them. And a lot of times if you get something or maybe you find a quarter or something, you're like, Oh, I wonder if that's grandma. As soon as you think that, that's a yes. Okay. Soon as you think that, that's a yes. Oh, I wonder if my mom is singing this to me. Yes. Yes, she is. That's why it's in your head. So, and people fight that a little bit. Okay. Well, let's talk. I'm curious about what you just said about your dad. So in spirit, he's good vibes only, but as the living, he wasn't. So is that common? Of I think he was... For me, what I got from that, because he was a pretty quiet guy. He liked to discuss things, but he liked to discuss things that he liked to discuss, if that makes sense. You know, and he wasn't a spazzy guy. He was very introverted. He, you know, read books and things like that. And, you know, there was a lot of family stuff going on at the time. And so I, to me, it was more of a message to remind me where to keep my vibration. Like good vibes only. Don't get caught in the drama. You don't need to worry about what they're doing. You don't need to worry about what they're saying. You make this the experience that you want to make it good vibes. Like you need to keep your vibes in a good space. And, and that made more sense to me that week than anything else. Okay. I was like, got it. And then he would actually show, he actually used to show things in the clouds too. Like he was a gunsmith. And so I saw like this big shotgun in the clouds and I'm like, Eli, what does that look like to you? And he's like, oh, that's your dad showing you a shotgun in the sky. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is maybe not the gun dad, but he was a gunsmith. So for him, it made sense. Right. Um, but for me, it felt like a message for me, like okay. yes. reminder for me. Got it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that I just remember. Um, so when my grandmother passed, um, so she was pretty religious mm -hmm. and she did not really approve of the spiritual kind of work that my mom and I and aunt um, are a part of. And when she passed, I was taking my past life regression class in California with Denise Lynn. And 
one of the gals, um, she was a medium psychic and she, she was sitting next to me and she's like, okay, there's a woman that's behind you. And we figured out that it was my grandma. And she, her message was, you know, I was wrong. You guys know way more about what's going on spiritually than what I did. Mm -hmm. So I'm really proud of you and going, which I thought that was super interesting. Eli's mom was, was very faithful as well, very religious and was not really into my work either. And just a couple hours after she passed the, the medium, the medium that told me I was going to be a medium. Um, she messaged me and she goes, I just have to tell you this, that, you know, Eli's mom's coming through and she's like, Oh, this is how you do it. Oh, (laughs) she was like, I didn't understand, but yeah, this makes more sense to me. And I'm like, thanks. Thanks. That's would have been nice for you to know that in life, you know, but it was such a, shift of how she believed because she really thought when I would communicate it was unrest spirits and I'm like it's not unrest spirits like and I understand where that came from from you know what she believed in and stuff but yeah when she came through it was like literally two hours after she died and she's like now I get it okay so I do think that happens more than we probably talk about okay yeah because they get a bigger vision you know they they drop their human side of it and they drop all of their beliefs and all that. Cause now they have like the full picture, unlike right. the little tiny picture that we get. Right. So yeah. I, yeah, it's just, that's fascinating. Yeah, it is. It's fun to talk about and hear about it too. Yeah. Cause I'm like, well, duh. Hello. <laughs> and even like, I remember when I was in my twenties, my dad was like, you know, you're, you're going to go to hell. And I'm like, that must be really sad for you to think that I'm going to hell. I'm not, but I mean, how sad that you think that. (laughs) And that's what I tell people. I'm like, yeah, that's just not the God I believe in. Yeah. Just don't believe that. And then if someone's like, I'm praying for you, I'm like, I'll take prayers. Go for it. I don't care. I said that to a lady one time. She did not mean it that way, but I was like, well, you can pray for me. I'm totally okay with taking prayers. And she's like, and I was like, whatever lady, like, (laughs) <laughs> not getting into a fight with you about it, whatever. But in that, and that doesn't happen to me very often ever. Um, very seldom does that happen. And when it does, it, it doesn't bug me like when I first started. Yeah. You know? Now I understand. I'm like, well, that's just your belief. That's too bad. I it's right. That's your belief because that's a sad belief to have. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we, we are out of time, my love. So, so do you, fast. Right. So any parting wisdom you would like to share with the audience learn to clear your energy so just imagine a garbage can in front of you or a fire even a fire would be even better and just imagine taking your frustrations or the people that bugged you that day or your emotions that's bugging you and put it into the fire and just let that fire transmute it and then fill yourself up with a rainbow of color just a quick little clearing can really, really, really support how you feel day to day. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yes. And for anyone who wants to work with Jody, jodyharvilla.com. J-O-D-I-E. Don't yes. forget that E. Yes. H-A-R-V-A-L-A. So, yep. Send well. me questions. I'm I'm good with it. <laughs> yes, many, many people do that at my full moon clearing. I hear that a lot at my full moon clearings. I'm, that is funny. Dana's saying that I'm throwing my boss into the fire. Okay. <laughs> you can do that. It's okay. Sure. Yep. It works. 
Well, thank you so much. And thank you for everyone watching or listening. And I'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for coming.